Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. Good morning, church family. It's Christmas. My name is Rick Thompson. I want to uh, welcome you I wanna, uh, and welcome those who are joining us online, of course, and welcome my lovely wife, Deborah, this morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. And so uh, uh, we're hoping that you're all home, happy, and safe. You've, you've, had, you've opened some presents and you've sat around the, the Christmas morning breakfast. I love when Deborah makes Christmas morning breakfasts. By now, I probably would have had my second helping already, and so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that's going on in your house as well. Well, we are in the exciting conclusion of our series that we have been calling, He Shall Be Called. He Shall Be Called. And of course, it's based on Isaiah 9, 6, which says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. And over the last few weeks, we've covered exactly how those titles present as gifts to all of us. And if you've missed any of them, we invite you to go back to our YouTube channel, Facebook, like and share and, and, and enjoy those messages. Well, briefly this morning, we want to discuss another title that the prophet Isaiah saw some 700 years prior to Jesus being born. And, they, and, and this can be found in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Uh, this is what it says. It says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign, and the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Which by now, babe, everybody kind of knows what Emmanuel means. It means God with us. God with us. All right, and that's kind of the title of this morning's message, God with us. And of course, we, we, we saw this played out in the Gospels, particularly in the book of Matthew in chapter 1 and 2. And it's just another version of the Christmas story that you've come to know and to love. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I am going to ask my lovely wife to read certain uh, passages from that scripture. Matthew 1, 18 through 25, babe, can you read that one? This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and gave him the name Jesus. Okay. And so to understand Joseph's predicament, of course, 
he was a good man. He was a righteous man. Um, back in those days, it's not like today, if you were betrothed, betrothed to someone to be married and you came up pregnant, um, that could have been a death sentence uh, for Mary. And so, but he loved her and he wasn't willing to put her through that. So he was willing to quietly, you know, put, you know, um, you know just separate to protect her, to protect her mm-hmm. right. Um, but that's when he got the dream from the angel and that's when he got the word of the Lord and that's when, you know, things started happening. So the scripture gives us a few more powerful insights. I'm going to say gifts, if you will, with names associated with Jesus, names associated with the, with the Christ. The angel said, you shall call him Jesus uh, or, or Yeshua, the Hebrew word for that is Yeshua, and it literally means Savior, Savior. That's why he said, because he will save his people from their sins. And when it, when it says that, it means he's going to save his people from the consequences of their sins. The Bible tells us that all have sinned and all fall short of the glorious standard of God. And the wages of sin, that means what we deserve is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life. So Yeshua literally means Savior. And that's the introduction of, uh, of grace or God's unmerited favor on every single one of us. And that's when he introduces a second and powerful revealing name, and he calls him Emmanuel, the God who is with us. Now think about that just for a moment, because the apostle Paul said, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is a powerful ally that's on my side and your side and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Now, manifestly, we saw this happening in real time in the second chapter of Matthew, the account of the wise men who saw the star of Jesus in the east and came to Jerusalem looking for the one who would be born king of the Jews. Now, when this entourage shows up in Jerusalem, it kind of freaked out the leadership, Herod. Uh, um, they, they, they say three kings. Nowhere in the Bible does it say there are three kings. And it had to have been a big enough entourage to catch the attention of, of those in leadership. But it freaked Herod out because they're asking, uh, uh, we, we want to pay homage to, to the one who would be born king of the Jews. Uh, we saw his star in the east. And he's like freaking out. What do you mean? I, I'm in charge here. A little jealous. Yeah, a little jealous. And so, and so he calls the chief priests uh, and the teachers of the Lord to find out uh, where and when the Messiah would be born. And after they researched it, they searched the scriptures, the Bible says, and they found that he would be born in Bethlehem in the land of Judah. So Herod secretly calls the Magi to himself, and he tells them where to find him. And then he says, uh, when you find him, let me know too, because, so that I may, too may go and worship. Now, we know that he wasn't about to worship anybody. He, he, his intent wasn't to worship, but to kill Jesus. The Bible goes on to say that the star appears to stop over a certain house, and when they saw it stop over the house, they were overjoyed because as they looked and they found Mary with the child Jesus, and at that moment, they bowed down and they worshiped him. And that's when they gave him the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And this is where the Emmanuel, the God with us, comes into play. He shows up and he shows off. Babe, can you read Matthew chapter 2, verse 12? 
And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And so the Magi are warned in a dream, uh, Herod is not up to any good. Don't go back the way you came. And that kind of went off in my spirit because on a side note, sometimes people tend to go back the way they shouldn't come, all right? And, and the word of the Lord for you today, the word of the Lord for you today is don't go back. Don't go back to the, the drugs. Don't go back to the alcohol. Don't go back to the party lifestyle. Don't go back to ignoring Jesus because the man you got with, with us has a way to see us through and navigate us through all the foolishness of life. Can you read Matthew chapter 2, verse 13? When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Now listen to me this morning. That's another word. When Joseph got the word from the angel, listen, he didn't dilly-dally. He didn't take up a, a, you know, a census as to you know, what we should do or get other people's opinions. He, 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 immediately, he did what the word of the Lord said. Now, someone out there, listen, you're struggling. You're having trouble walking in the blessings and the freedoms that God has for you. And the reason is you're not listening. Yeah, you're um, debating the word of the Lord. When God has made certain things clear to you, you think that it's, you know, optional. And so rather than just doing what he says, you're, you know, you're playing games with it. You're, you're, sleep, you're, you're sleeping around, you're shacking up with someone who, who you shouldn't be with. When God says, you know, it's the marriage bed that's undefiled. So, and so when we start to do things like that, you you take yourself out of the blessing that God has for you. Does that make sense? And so if we read on, we're going to find that this angelic visit happened again to them after they'd been in Egypt for a while to tell them when it was safe to return. And my point is this. It's real simple. Jesus, our Savior, did not just come to secure a place for us in heaven. Now, he did that. For sure, he does that through his death, his burial, and his resurrection because he is Yeshua and he saves his people from our sins. But he also came as Emmanuel, the God with us who is with us today and he's with us tomorrow and he's with us every single day if we would just get to the place where we would put our trust in him. He knows how to lead us. He knows how to guide us. He knows how to to take us through our day-to-day struggles if we would just trust him. And Deb and I have been together for a long time. And so we've actually seen this happen in our lives. Uh, he is Yeshua to us, but he's also Emmanuel. And the words of Paul is true in our life. And it could be true in yours as well. If God is for you, who can be against you? So our prayer this Christmas is simple, that you would come to know him as Yeshua as your Savior, as your Lord. But don't stop there. Begin to see him 
as the prophet Isaiah saw him, Emmanuel, the God who is with us, the God who is with you. Babe, can you just lead us in a, in a prayer, uh, uh, maybe a Christmas prayer that they would come to the knowledge of Jesus and that they would also walk with him as uh, Emmanuel? Father, we come together on this very, very special day, your birthday, and we celebrate you, we celebrate your coming, and we thank you for coming for us, for bringing us to a place of understanding of your goodness and your mercy, and for loving us through every challenge and through every situation we find ourselves in. You love us. And the way that we can celebrate you today is by recognizing how amazing you really are and by coming to you and giving our hearts to you to heal our brokenness, to mend where we've fallen apart, and to correct where we've gone off course. Father, we come to you today, and we thank you. We praise you. We wish you the happiest of birthdays. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now listen, we wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy and prosperous New Year. God bless you all. See you next year. Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.